0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Right, you listen to me. Because who else are you going to listen to? Maybe your parents. But they won't be saying this. Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland are fantastic professional wrestlers. The end. no. (laughs) Ha <laughs> wait, not the end, because it's just a start, hello, and welcome to Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller, a man who likes to wave his hands a lot, which annoys the internet for some reason, and it is AEW Dynamite Ups and Downs, and if you don't know what that means, AEW's All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite is their Wednesday night show, and this is the finger of power, and when something is good, we say up, and when something is bad, we say down, and if it sounds confusing, it's because it's weird. Blame YouTube. This was our first match on Dynamite this week though, and it was just so damn good because Swerve Strickland is a terrific professional wrestler and Darby Allen is just something else. And I think what someone is gonna have to do is find him and say, listen, Darbs, I don't wanna, you know, break the magic here. But pro wrestling is predetermined, and you don't have to keep killing yourself. Alan also started here at 100 miles per hour. He did that crazy dive. Then he hit a back-back stunner. Then he did another dive, and he was moving so fast. I was trying to make my notes, but I wasn't able to do it, and I looked like Kermit the Frog, to the point I looked at my TV, and I said, Darby, would you calm down? Then brawling on the outside, a swerve decided, you know what, I'm just going to throw you right into the floor, because that will always work. When Strickland stood on Barry Barricade now this absolutely destroyed me because let's take Fred, right? Fred works in McDonald's. He's making a cheeseburger. Nobody comes and stands on Fred's head. So why the hell are people standing on Bazzi? As I keep telling you, he is just trying to do his job. He just wants to be employed. And could we all please leave him alone? So we're soon playing around with Simba the Steel Steps, this got quite violent, especially when Swerve took Darby's belt and started whipping him. This is when we cut backstage to Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello, who looked like they were really enjoying this. And I started to laugh. It was the funniest camera cut ever because it's a bit like, ah, these two are into that old whipping, are they? Whatever floats your boat. Darby's comeback plan was to bite Strickland, but given that Swerve was happy to choke him with a chain, this was a bit like engaging in a war and you decided to use a carrot. I don't think it's going to work. He kept going for these bites and even bit Swerve's foot at one point. I bet at least one person at home was like, oh man, I love this so much. Cause you know, some people are into that kind of stuff. And when he went for the coffin drop, Strickland just stopped him and totally whooped his ass. You he also hear German suplex do hast as we saw that Jungle Boy was also watching this. So I was like, I wonder whether he's into the whipping and the biting. We've got to stop this now, because we are going down a very worrying path. When they hit this poison rana to the floor. This is what happened to my body. Look how wibbly wobbly I am. I wasn't even involved in this, but it just looked like carnage. So the kiddie went out there to make an impression, and they really did. And Darby Allen had this one after he hit the coffin drop when that damn Prince Nana was here, one of Swerve's new friends. And he took his mate's foot and he put it on the rope. And at that point, I was like, oh, no, Darby Allen's going to lose. which actually would have been fine because I like Swerve. It didn't happen. Because even though Brian Cage was around here going, man, look how jacked I am, and the fact that Swerve Sicklin hit his double foot stomp, basically eventually Darby was like, Well, nothing else is working. I hit this fool with a code red, and that didn't work either. So I shall go for the most devastating move in all of Sports Entertainment, the surprise roll-up, or as he calls it, the Last Supper. And he got the uno dos tres so this was absolutely superb and it is going to get an up. and you should find 10 to 15 minutes today to watch it and also bring it down there is the aew and ww roll-up counter which i've forgotten recently i don't even know what the number is <laughs> but we will figure it out but let's just react to it anyway oh i can't believe it there's also no time to process it either because mjf's music hit he came out This was flubbing great too because Maxwell instantly started to talk about the match they had done in 2021 and he was like it was a superb fight and you were very very good even though I beat you with a headlock takeover ha 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 if you know, you know, and if you don't know, well, you're going to have to go and watch it. Bobby wanted to know if Max was actually happy, though, because when they were fighting on the independent six years ago, Friedman was always like, oh, when I make it to be a big TV star, I will fall at and Fuzzy in my tum tum. But Alan knows that's not true because he thought it was going to be the same. And when he did debut at AEW, sure, he was proud of himself, but he still felt a little bit upset when he realized he needed to give back to the world, which is why he went out there and he bought his parents a house. So Darby Allen, ladies and gentlemen, what a good dude. Given that he had mentioned his mum and dad, he also confirmed that Sting isn't his father. So I was laughing. I was like, I talk about that all the time. But it is a joke, although the Stinger is his best friend. When Maxwell just lost his mind after Darby Allen had started talking about morals. He's like, I ain't got no morals. I don't care about morals. I don't need morals. I don't care if I'm on my deathbed alone. When I do die, I need to leave a legacy. And that's why you suck. And I'm great. If Darby continues to act this way too, he's going to end up being nothing but Sting's bitch. And I was like, <laughs> you shouldn't have said that, MJF. Because Sting's music did hit, everybody went crazy, including me. And out he came to give the world champion a piece of his mind. Because he started talking about the fact that he doesn't see this as daddy daycare, and in fact, he just wants to help Darby Allen. Or actually, maybe we should call it Cody daycare. And all of a sudden, Emerald's like, oh my gosh, he mentioned Cody Rhodes. But his point was this. How did you get to the top, MJF? Oh, that's right. You had a cheerleader too, and it was the American nightmare. And this is when Sting, Sting, one of the all-time legends and Hall of Famer, got out pom-poms and started cheerleading. When he threw them in Max's face, somebody go and give Sting a prize. He also tied it into the fact that it was the same for him because he had Ric Flair in his corner when he went through his whole career. And he talked about the Wolfpack, he talked about the Crow, and he talked about the Joker. And that really now... He's not much of a world title guy because his career is coming to an end. But do you know who is just starting their journey? Darby Allen. And as far as he's concerned, he's gonna become the world champion. Don't know why I'm holding my hand like this. Darby Allen isn't there, and if he was, my wrist would break. Darby then got back in the ring and was gonna do something when M. Jeff went and spat his face so that was disgusting and when sting was doing his promo too he did a shout out to kevin nash and scott hall though i had water coming out of my eye devices thought that was very nice now i have no idea how sting is going to feature into this but he does keep teasing that he is going to retire soon and some people have speculated maybe they do it at the wembley all-in show because you're going to have thousands and thousands of people and if that does happen and i am there live to see it i promise you this Warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. It's absolutely an up though, because we continue to build towards this four-way for the World Championship. And while I'm sure that MGF is going to win, if we come out with a way to make sure everybody feels like a bigger star after the fact, then I will give them one hell of a big seal round of applause. Which is when powerhouse Hobbs came out to defend his TNT title. I love this guy, too. He was facing Silas Young, who, of course, was in his hometown, so got a pop, but my word. If you were a fan of Young, this was a terrible night for you, because he got murked. Because after Hobbs had arrived in the car that QT Martial had bought for him, probably on Wardlow's credit card, and seriously Ward, you need to cancel that thing, he basically busted his spine, hit the town business, and beat him for the 1-2-3. I mean, if you had gone to the toilet, you would have missed it. As it turned out, there was a reason for this, though. We were about to get an angle. Because just when Hobbs and QT were going to end, Silas, all of a sudden, Wardlow made his big return to AEW. He found this car, and he was going to smash it up. And I started shouting, oh my gosh, do not hit that window unless you know it's been gimmicked. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you better ring Goldberg. And Bill knows 20, 30 years ago, this went really bad. He did totally wreck it though, including using a forklift to spin it over, so this was proper Attitude Era stuff, when he was like, well now I'm going to the ring, and I'm going to kick the crap out of you powerhouse, which is kind of what he did. Or we got into a classic wrestling ball, which I think is number 67.4 in the playbook, and given that everybody in QT stable kind of came out here, Aaron Solo jumped on Warlow's back, so we took him. And he absolutely killed him through a table. Now it does make it very intriguing because there is no way that Powerhouse Hobbs should be losing that championship right now. Although we do need to light a fire under Wardlow's ass because he has all the potential in the world and he did lose steam. But that just makes it all the more intriguing as I do indeed rub my fake beard. Also, I was just loving this episode of Dynamite. People kept coming back and we're nowhere near done giving it up When we learned that the Bullet Club had evolved. Huh. Guess they're like pokemon because we saw juice robinson and jay white in a video as they were going oh man we don't like you ricky starks and we're the bang bang gang now i know we've said that before but i had to rewind and listen to it twice this kind of sounds like a cartoon program they also then dubbed themselves bullet club gold and excalibur reacted to this like oh my gosh they're bullet club gold but how cool is this the bullet club has been around for a long ass time and yet they keep finding ways to make it work. I do think that Jay White should have been on the show proper, and I really do hope the plan is to get him to the tippity-tip-top, because that's where he does belong. But once again, I'm happy to sit back and wait and see how this goes. Which is when we went right into Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews for the international title. And much like the first match, we're getting the claps out again. <laughs> These two are absolutely tremendous. I'd also totally bought into the idea that maybe just maybe Buddy was going to win. So we had that 1% seed of doubt, especially because over the last few weeks, the House of Black had decided we don't like Orange Cassidy's hand. We don't believe pieces of fruit should have limbs like this. So what are we going to do? We're going to try and crack it. My word, did it hamper him. Well, he still was able to get his pocket sticking because I presume he's in control of that. But when he did hit the orange punch early on, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain to the point the doctors had to come and sort him out. And Buddy saw this. He just walked over and and he stood on the thing. (laughs) What a dickhead. He soon dissolved right down into a superkick battle too, so if you went really quiet, you could hear a wrestling veteran somewhere complaining. When Cassidy was able to reverse the destroyer into the beach break when they just started trading forearms, when Matthews got a little bit bored, and he'd just need orange right in the face. That looked absolutely horrible. We were then reversing superplexes into insane DDTs as we finally got another orange punch, but that led to a near fall when they both started looking at each other. It was like, well, you hit me because I'm going to hit you, so you better hit me because I'm hitting you. Somehow, Buddy was still able to stop another punch, and he turned that into a curb stomp for a great one 2 r but when he went for Murphy's Law, Orange Cassidy decided, look, I ain't dealing with this anymore. And he hit the most devastating move of all of sports entertainment, surprise roll up, available on Pro Wrestling Tees. Shh. And he got the one, two, three. And I know he calls it the jacket seatbelt or something, but it still counts and it still rocks. No, he doesn't call it the jacket seatbelt. That's not a thing. He calls it the mousetrap. <laughs> That's genuinely made me laugh. What a silly thing to say, but the wrestling on this dynamite, quite ironically, was dynamite. Man, that was I've ruined it. I've ruined it. I'm giving it an up. Let's move on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At
0: Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p pcom slash whatculture.
1: But then I had another short video teasing that Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are gonna do something. Because not only does Luchasaurus have a pretty badass new look, but Christian looked into the camera and was like, heh, things have changed. And I was like, well, I'll tell you the biggest thing that's changed. You got buried and died, and now you've come back to life. We also then cut to Renny Paquette, who was with the best friends in Orange Cassidy. And Trent and Chuck was all like, look, everyone is okay. Everything is going to be fine. Orange will continue to defend his anti-continental championship, even though it's called an international title. And once again, I've made a massive faux pas. But we are a little bit jealous so this Friday on Rampage, we are going to take on Aussie Open for the IWGP titles. And I was like, oh my God, that tag team match is going to be absolutely bonkers. There's one reason to tune in in a couple of days. I mean, there's just no way that's going to be bad. And if it does do, all of a sudden my hair will magically grow back because the odds will be against us all. <laughs> when Ethan Page came to the ring, so I was just having the best evening. Because I love this guy too. He admitted what's happened recently has not been good for the firm. Especially because Matt Hardy smacked him with a title belt last week. So what he would like to do is for this man to come to the ring and explain why he's such a goober. He also wanted to know what Matt had put in the contracts. We have been teasing that for ages. When Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy did come out. This did get a little bit confusing. Although it may be me being stupid. Because Matt Hardy was like, well I tell you why I put in the contract. Because you lost to Hook. We are now free of the firm, but there's also a match in there that we get to decide. And the stipulation is if we win, we'll be out of the firm. Now, look, I'm sure this was just some flubbled words. The point is this. We are heading in that direction. And What we did here was really good. Hardy also called Paige a hole of an ass. I always love it when he talks like that. When unfortunately, Ethan was like, you do realize there's more members of the firm, which is when Big Bill and Lee Moriarty turned up. They started to throw bones. Somebody was always going to have to come out to make the save, and it was Hook. And while he did all right for a little bit, the numbers game was against him. Well, yes, we got what? Our third return of the evening, because Jeff Hardy's music hit, out came the other Hardy boy. And honestly, this place went nuts. I think he came out with a chair as well, which begs the question why he was ready to do this. But he cleared the ring, he hit the senton bomb. And when he and Matt did embrace... Well, yeah, it was quite emotional. You could see they had been through a lot. I was crushed because Jeff Hardy didn't dance his way to the ring this time, and that was one of the greatest things that ever happened in wrestling. And look, we all know what has happened recently. He has gone through rehab, so I'm just going to keep everything crossed that he is in a good place. He can just enjoy wrestling, especially because you'd have to figure that the Hardy boys are on their last run. So, yeah, let's just see how this plays out. But health and happiness is more important than everything. Giving it up when Kenny Omega was at home, he thanked the doctors for helping the elite recently because, of course, the Black Bull Combat Club had absolutely destroyed them. Although he gets this, he knows why the BCC has done all this because they wanted to make headlines, which is the equivalent of going. Well, I understand you, serial killer. You just wanted a fast path to become famous. If you do have those thoughts, you need to see somebody right now. He also chatted about the fact that they'd gone after Don Callis, who is not a likable human being. That was a great line. But Kenny still considers him family. So the Blackpool Combat Club have now stepped over the line. and That's where there's consequences. Honestly, though, Kenny was so damn good here because he was deliberately understated. And he actually came across like someone who was concerned for his friends and who was concerned for his family. And given what is going to happen in a few minutes, I am going to give this an up. What a great swerve this was. Because, yep, it was then time for death. Or Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley taking on Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Now I do have to say, the fact we used these two was such a great wrinkle to the story, and they did go out there, and boy, howdy did they try to fight! But did it work? No, no, it didn't. I mean, it was the equivalent of trying to sweet talk a lion. I don't think the lion gives a damn. At one point, John Moxley had this chair, and he was trying to decapitate people when Claudio had Nakazawa, and he smashed his head into the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring, so many times, he started to bleed. The referee still decided to start the match, because he was like, yeah, flub these Schmeros, who cares? And while at one point, Nakazawa and Cutler did have a little bit of something, because they tried to fight, that lasted all of about 3.2 seconds... And then we essentially saw a murder on television. So we had sharpshooters and big swings. And at one point, John Moxley was biting people. And I was like, why are we seeing so much damn biting on this show? What is wrong? Well, essentially, the BCC beat them up so bad the referee realized i should never have started this match i'm calling it off you guys win just please keep them alive it was a great use of the entire squad though because it made you care When actually this got even better because john moxie got on the mic he was like man we hate everybody now we don't like you especially the elite when all of a sudden Kenny Omega's music hit, and yes, he wasn't at home, he was in the building. It was actually a distraction too, because this parade of returns discontinue, because who appeared behind the Black Bull Combat Club? That's right, it was Repo Man. <laughs> there it is. No, it wasn't. It was the Young Bucks. Mops got taken out with the BTE trigger as well as Kenny Omega got in there, and essentially, they went and got a screwdriver, given what Brian Danielson had done last week, And they were going to stab Mox right in the head. And this would have happened if it wasn't for those meddling kids or Claudio Castagnoli, who saved his buddy. Honestly, Ken was going for this. He went to do the stabbing motion and he hit the turnbuckle. Now, we don't like it when people like Tina the turnbuckle get hurt. That's actually quite sad. Moxie also spat in somebody's face during this. So this continues. We're going to have to start a spit counter. Although we're not doing that because it's disgusting. And we do have to ask another question. If Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were present at Dynamite, why did they let their two friends have this match to begin with? This was so good, who cares? Surely this is heading to some kind of blood and guts match too. And if we do do that, oh my gosh. Can you imagine how awful this is going to be in the like intended way? It's going to be a proper massacre. But I'm ready. And also Danielson needs to come back and inject himself into this giving it an up. It's where Prince Nana and Brian Cage were then talking backstage, and instantly I was like, I enjoy these three together. It's much better than what we had before. Strickland also teased that he was going to add more to his moguls, so that should be good, when he promised that he had one more score to settle, and I wonder who he could be talking about. When we then gave a win to Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, Makes sense. It still makes me a little bit sad in my tum-tum because they were taken on Sky Blue and Riho who also need wins. But I can see what we're doing here. We're taking the outcasts and we're making them come across like a real problem to the point somebody is going to have to solve it. Likely Professor Leon. Thor so, uh, and Storm also attacked before the bell, because they are a couple of assholes, but this is when Sky Blue started to fight back. And I do have to say this it is excellent she was signed to AEW recently, because she is getting better week after week after week. Riho also reversed the Destination Unknown into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but we had done a lot on this evening, so it's never going to work, because it does have a lifespan. When we got the hot tag to Sky, you're not going to believe this. She ran wild. Sadly, she didn't see that Tony Storm had also been tagged in, but when Storm went for her hip attack, amazingly, she did miss. When Sky decided, well, I'm just gonna fight off the whole outcast crew, even though they weren't being assisted by Miss Jackson. Ooh. The tag clacks and ha then went off, because everybody was involved when Rito got smashed with a kick. Well, I think Tony decided, well, it's Tony time, and she just went off. Because she saw blue, she hit the German suplex, here, Comp Dishonor. She then flew in with that damn sweet cheek music which always makes me go before she finished her off with Tom Zero and she got the one, two, three. So these baddies continue to be victorious. It was a proper Mortal Kombat combo though when they all got in the ring and they splayed Riho with the L and gave her a triple powerbomb. That's like why is nobody coming out to help her when finally Jamie Hayter did run down but that didn't work so Britt Baker also joined when finally they fought them off. But this is basically how it must have gone backstage. Oh no, our friends are getting attacked. Play my music and I'm going to go. Wait and see what I'm going to do because maybe I'll be successful. But if it doesn't work, you tell him to play your music and you're going to go too. Got it. Still, they did do a good job. It worked. I do think we need some kind of resolution soon or we need to change it about a little bit because we are kind of doing the same thing every single week. But I also do think it's helped the women's division massively. I'm genuinely intrigued to see where it's going to go. So I am going to give it an up, let's hope we get to the pay-per-view, and we do some kind of crazy stipulation match. Which is when we got to our interference portion of the evening. But I was super pumped about this too, because it was our main event for the evening, all Chris Jericho take it on Keith Lee. And I was like, well Keith Lee really needs to win this, but Jericho has lost a lot recently. And if he did suffer another defeat, he would take away from his shine a little bit. This is when my nerd brain kicked in, and I was like, oh man, maybe we shouldn't have done the action and dreading stuff, because I don't think we followed up on it, and we should have given Keith Lee the big win here. However, it did all tie into the overall narrative, I thought this worked. Jericho also thought he could outpower Keith Lee to begin with, so Lee was like, no you can't, and he just kissed him on the head when he gave him his splash in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> like a freight train. Then you gotta see it was them being a good old JS pal because he was casting distraction, which allowed Jericho to get back into it with a big drop kick. But when he hit the line, salt, Keith was just like, no. And he pushed him so hard off when he made the cover. If you're on the moon right now, you're probably going to see Chris Jericho. Garcia then tripped Keith because he was being a massive moron. But it didn't matter because Lee was able to turn the tide once again and the pounce that he gave Jericho. Look at my face. It probably made me go, (laughs) he just sends guys flying. To prove that too, he went for a moonsault, which is always crazy. But it was also a terrible idea because Jericho got the knees up. And then do you know how he followed this up? He raked the eyes. So we need to bring all of this back. Eye rake, bring it back. Atomic drop, bring it back. Double axe handle, bring it back. Back rake, bring it back. It didn't really help because Keith Lee was still able to power out of the walls of Jericho when he was going to hit his finish, when this damn Chris Jericho literally grabbed referee Aubrey Edwards. And I was like, how is that not a disqualification? It got Mitrovic banned for eight games. And that is a super niche reference. Garcia was then being back though because he was just casting measure distraction because he is a dick. When a masked man appeared, he had some kind of weapon and he blasted Keith Lee right in the head. And that's when you knew sad times were coming. I was super happy though because it did turn out it was going to be Swerve Strickland. And given everything he had been doing with Derby, I was actually worried that AEW had just gone, oh man, we're not going to do the Keith Lee feud anymore because it has been stretched out way too long. And even though that is the case i still need to see the match because i think they're going to create magic he also really did wham keith lee right in the skull because for some reason he just dislikes keith lee's brain which is when chris jericho who's all slumberfied basically fell on top of keith and he got the one two three this was sports entertainment baby and i liked it a lot especially because afterwards out came adam cole to check on keith lee And, you know, someone at WWE was watching going, right there, I can see there's something in that. And this infuriated Chris Jericho because, of course, once again, he thinks Cole has stolen his spotlight. So now we can get to the pay-per-view. We can do this match. Adam Cole wins. He then continues to build to the World Championship, which he should probably win as he becomes All Elite Wrestling's top babyface because he's just a wonderful dude. So I thought all of this was very well put together and it put a great full stop on what was a fantastic episode of Dynamite, getting it up. So I've already given it away there too. Of course, the whole show gets it up as well because over the last few weeks, AEW has just found its feet. And I know the big question is, is CM Punk coming back to AEW? Or maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But as I always say, remember, these are human beings Their mental health is very important. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW Dynamite. And look, there's videos on the screen. I think you should give them a click just to see what happens. And you can like the video, share the video, and go and touch that subscribe button. My name is Simon Miller. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, the ups and downs train continues to move. That's not a train. It's a horse. But hey-ho, we make up words, so why can't we change it? Don't know what I'm doing. Goodbye.